Talk with Vicky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yet another fantastic episode of HR Talk. It's our pleasure to be here for you. I'm JC, helping usher in a brand new week here on the HR Talkings platform. Feel free to find us where all fine podcasts are found, as they're now saying on all the news programs. You'll see people out there launching their new podcasts. And big kudos out there going out to Ellen Pompeo and the random guy on CBS this morning who talked about their podcast and how it could be found where other fine podcasts are found as well. That just so <laughs> happens to be the exact same place that we're located. There we go. So welcome, welcome aboard to all the fine platforms, episode 318 of the HR Talk podcast. Kick it off right here. I'm JC on the sunny northern border of the United States, heading all the way down to gloomy, dark, stormy uh, central Florida, where it is 952 degrees. Ricky Bias. Not a lie. Not a lie at all. Hello, my man. How you been? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, we have a yeah. lot to cover and a lot to get into yeah, today. Do. And before we, we get into all that, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time of the show it is. Folks, let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, inspirational quotes from Ricky Baez, the man, the myth, the legend. Not only is he the co-captain of the ship here, but he does volunteer in the community and give back in ways that you don't even know. But this here, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly quotes, inspirational quotes with Ricky Baez. You know, JC, whether you wake up in the morning dreading work or you wake up in the morning just can't wait to get to work, you are in control on how that day turns out. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> You're not always in control. You are not. Yes, you are. No. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay, no, you're not. Gonna, no, 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 no. We're going to no. talk about this then. Yeah, no, we Why have not? to. We have to. Why? How can you be in control when, when the employer is turning back to you saying, you know, if you don't get that shot, we're gonna fire you. You're not in control at that point. You're you're you are complying. in control. Oh, you yeah. are in control on how you respond to that. Oh yeah. Here are you we gonna go. let it ruin your day? Are you gonna <laughs> let it ruin your day? Or are you just gonna go and just say, you know what, whatever, let it roll off your back and do what you do anyway. Uh the you're uh, in control, brother. The oversight yeah. of religious accommodation is, is is daunting nowadays. It really is. Hey, we do have some amazing uh clips coming up today in our uh, news segment today we will yeah. be talking about thousands of workers across the u.s how they would rather lose their jobs than be vaccinated uh, americans crazy. are quitting their jobs in record numbers here's why that one is uh, uh very interesting from the ascent uh, there's a piece from TechCrunch. employees are designing the workplace of the future there's That's a insane. real interesting one and then uh, pi put out a piece how to establish a flexible workplace culture and then lastly, we do also have the, uh, what's this one? The uh, something news journal uh, out of Daytona Beach, Florida, conflicting Biden DeSantis vaccination policies are leaving businesses stuck in the middle of those news stories and Paper more defense. coming up a little bit later on. Before we get there, though, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's it's been too long since we've had the pleasure of being here with you from the start to jump right into what we love and adore. 
Ezard. Weekly TikTok segment. See, the interesting thing with human resources is it touches, it, it reaches out with its little wet, moist hand and touches every employee and every little piece of your lives. And what Ricky Baez does with all his post nominals and his multiple credentials and all the things that he does and, and, and claims to do, he, he comes onto this program with his little moist hand touching the world of TikTok Ew. and relating that back to human resources. So let's, let's take this opportunity to follow the moist hand of Ricky into the world of TikTok. For your weekly TikTok roundup, Ricky Buzz, let's head on over to our clips. What what have we found this week on TikTok? And let's try to draw that correlation back to HR, shall we? There, yes, this is from Patrick Hook 01. Amazon be different. And for the record, Patrick Hook did not say what I'm about to mention right now. My hands are not moist. Check this out. I'm a crackhead. I'm a crackhead. What? All right. Okay. Okay. There's Ricky. There's wait, only wait. music. There's only music. What happened? Op- you sent me the clip. What, what happened in the video? <laughs> okay. So for anyone okay. that doesn't know, TikTok's a platform that plays these short clip videos, right? Yes. And yes. it, it kind of gives you a snippet of something and then a parable at the I same time. I gotta describe this. Yeah. No. I gotta describe what this. happened? So- all right, so when you order something from Amazon, either it shows up in somebody's regular old 1985 Dodge Caravan because they're a contractor, or it is one of those like dark blue Amazon trucks. So this is a video. It looks like it's being taken from a fifth-story window <laughs> looking down on an Amazon truck, uh, I guess parked across the street. The music's playing. The back door opens, and you see the Amazon truck driver, and I'm thinking he's going to come out with a package to deliver to the building, but this – Lady, blonde lady dressed in a black dress comes out of the back of the truck almost as if she just put that dress back on. The Amazon truck driver lets her out. She gets out. She walks away. The door closes. At first, I'm like, wow, Amazon delivers people now. And then it hit me. Oh, stop. No, he was on break. (laughs) That's what happened. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that from a human resource perspective then. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Optics are one thing, and then the reality of a situation could be something radically different. So if the individual was on break, would it be okay to utilize the workplace for personal relations? Absolutely not, JC. So thank you for bringing that up. Just because you are on break and you are, quote unquote, off the clock, it doesn't mean that you can still use work equipment. And by the way, an Amazon truck is work equipment um, as your personal brothel. I don't know. Is is your hotel room? So here here brings up something interesting now that uh, the country is on this this tip right now. I, I have no articles to back this up. Anyone that's been familiar with current events over the past couple of years, you're going to follow along seamlessly. Yep. Uh, we're on the precipice of everyone saying, oh, there's a trucking shortage. There's a this shortage, the supply chain backlog, the this, the that, the this, the that. AB5 and the rules that went into effect in California that rippled through the trucking industry over the past couple of years have played a huge part right now. It's a different ball of wax for the independent contractor, right? So when we're considering the Amazon driver that might be taking their personal break and and or doing whatever it is that they were doing in that vehicle, if they own the vehicle and they're an independent contractor branded under the Amazon brand, but they are um, Joe's Shipping LLC, for example. I don't know that that's their name. Yeah. 
it's their own truck, their own business, who could say that they can't do whatever that they desire to do if they're the independent contractor working under the umbrella thereof. So that's a good point. It's interesting. Um, in, in this particular case, you it is it is blaring obvious this is an Amazon truck, right? So anybody who's walking down the street that sees that girl leaving oh, the yeah, truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no doubt, thing, though. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, we see that with FedEx and other delivery services right. out there where they own their own fleet of vehicles, but they have the branding of the mm-hmm. corporation on the side due to the contract that they've gone into, right? Well, that's the thing, right? It, it, it's you can do whatever you want on your break so long as you don't uh, tarnish the name of the organization. So if it's somebody's 84 Dodge Caravan, and they're delivering for Amazon, and they decide to do that on the back of the caravan, um, then I don't see any issue with it because the organization wouldn't, wouldn't have any beef with it. Their name wasn't brought into it. Uh, now, yes. if somebody happens to go look it's on the side of the window, see a bunch of Amazon boxes, the person has an Amazon shirt oh, on. And, and footprints on the window, right. <laughs> <laughs> or what's that famous hand scene from, from Titanic? Oh. The hand that comes down oh. in the inside the sweaty vehicle, something like that. Oh. As long as you don't bring the company's <laughs> name into it, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. But in this particular case, I'm sorry, man. It looks it looks like this dude was doing the deed. I don't think he was uh, he was um, uh, working. He was on break, I would assume. But nonetheless, it still does become an issue because now we're talking about it, about employees having sex in the back of Amazon trucks. In Florida. Is this in Florida? What it's is, in Florida. Yeah. Just because it says hashtag Florida doesn't mean it's Florida. Dude, this is not. Oh, it is. That's Florida. It is. Yeah. yeah, that's Florida. I think it's Deltona I see, I see to be specific. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there you go. I can see that thing that says I4. It's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, All right. Sorry, Floridians. I'm, 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 I'm trying to help us here. All right. So what's the uh, what's the uh, next clip that we have in the uh, docket on our TikTok roundup here? The next one is Dawn1971Jones. And it just says, what? Taking notes, turning 50. 1.2 billion. So you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store and in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. What happens? 1.2. What happens? What happens to the spaghetti sauce guy on the forklift? <laughs> What's- That's a legitimate question, JC. I want to know could you what re- happened to the spaghetti re- sauce on the forklift. <laughs> Where's the commission on that? I want a full investigation commission right after the January 6th investigation, right between the 9-11 investigation. I want to see what's going on with the forklift of America and the spaghetti stacking of America. I made just enough sense for that to actually fall off. The he, he was probably actually talking about foreign relations with Hong Kong and got into talking about well, spaghetti sauce or something. Right Who knows? You know what, what was the point of this clip? Why was that girl just oh, sitting it was there? just She's hysterical? Just... I think that's why. What's the next one you got? <laughs> what was that? Okay. All right. Okay. Here's it. Now I'm worried. Marmaid 808, AD, the ADHD oh. Emporium. Oh, what? oh, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. Um, so this one, I believe it was, it was actually given to me. We don't know if she is actually in Human Resources, and uh, if okay. you do follow her on TikTok, she's an amazing musician, really is. Oh, uh, from okay. just over the border in Canada, up this way, actually, uh, real okay. funny, hysterical, very artsy, very, very creative. But it was sent my way, and uh, the title on it was "What HR Generalists Do Friday Afternoons in Their Free Time," like <laughs> when they clock out, right? So, okay, right, not, not saying she's in HR, but 
the 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 uh, illusion, uh, the the scene that was painted as it was sent my way was, yeah, this this could be that. I I will let you know if this is legit. Okay, Here we go. gotcha. Forty-five and two zigzags, baby, that's all we need. Come on, we can go to the park after dawn, smoke that tumbleweed, and as the marijuana burn, we can take our turn singing them dirty rap songs. Stop and hit the bong like Cheech and Chong. The sound tapes from karaoke, karaoke on Fridays. She sings good. Pick out the seeds and stems, feeling high as hell, flying through palm trees, skating on Dayton ribs. And I think so. So Ricky, Ricky, it's almost done. Hold on. I think that's yeah, the no. dichotomy of it all. Like you know, it's it's that professional environment, and then you're into your car, like the movie Office Space, right? You you get in your car, and then you're just playing like you know music that is contrary to your your stereotypical image at that point, right? Like she was, but she was nailing it though. She's got a good voice. She was. She's got a good she voice. Was. She sounded. She sounded like she meant that shit. <laughs> she meant it. <laughs> no, but you know what? But that's Here's Canada. Thing, Life's different in Canada. Oh, is that what this is? This is in Canada. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Cro- well, okay. AKA across the border in Canada meant Canada. Then why is it called the ADHD Emporium? Happy Saturdays, a little vibe check for your day. The a- oh, that's the name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Name of the sound <laughs> clip. Name of the sound clip. That's oh, right. God, God. Yeah, no, I don't think that's what HR generalists do. Here's what they no, do. No, I do especially, think that they sing in their car, though. No, they do sing in their car. But here's what they do, especially on payday Friday. That is such a big headache for HR professionals. It really is. What are you talking about? Payday Fridays? Yeah, it's not that bad, when right? <laughs> everybody and their mother from the organization calls you about really <laughs> – Bland questions, right? They 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 jam pack our call centers, our payroll call centers, because they have questions that could have easily been answered if they just opened their eyes and read those little letters and little numbers put together on a piece of paper. They're called words. Oh no no no! I get it. I get it. Right right right. <laughs> and they like, read those things, right? <laughs> hey, the my my pay isn't in my account. Oh, remember we sent you the letter that said we're going to mail it to you, and please don't show up Monday. Like that. <laughs> well, well, that's one of them. That's one of them. Here's another one. Here's another. One. Are you ready? Are you ready? I can't believe I didn't get paid today. I'm gonna sue the living s out of you guys. I'll be working for this company for 20 years. Blah 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 blah. Like, well, calm down, calm down, calm down. Could it be that maybe, maybe you switch bank accounts and maybe you're checking the wrong bank account? I can't believe. Oh wow, you're right. Oh, thank you very much. All right, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> There's that is nothing, legit, like, nothing better bro. than when someone calls you up screaming, swearing at you. They're angry, but then they're very kind at the end. You got to love that <laughs> stuff right there. Dude, hey, this is our TikTok roundup. Just a glimpse of life mm-hmm. around the globe and around our work lives. Ricky, what do you have next? This is Jeskin12. I am a multiple-time convicted felon. This is my theory. This is my theory. Here we go confirmed yesterday that the remains found by his father, Chris, in the Mayakahatchee Creek Environmental Park were, in fact, those of the missing man. The FBI says they were able to confirm that the remains were Brian's through dental records. Law enforcement has been searching for laundry since September 17th when he was named a person of interest in the death of his fiancée, Gabby Petito. But as- I am not an expert on anything, <laughs> not on this case. I am, however, a convicted felon, and this sounds like, just to me, not... I don't know 
it just sounds an awful lot like the parents struck a deal for full immunity, and the second that the park opened back up, they went to this spot and found Brian. Oh. I know everyone was like, well, they told the FBI that's where he liked to camp, and it was underwater. Okay. Okay, but they have drones and all of this technology. They can see underwater. The FBI is like <laughs> the freaking FBI, okay? Um, so it's super weird. It's super sus. To me, it just sounds like the parents wanted full immunity, and they said, we'll let you know where he is if you do not charge us with aiding and abetting a fugitive or, or concealment of whatever crime they were trying to charge Brian with. <laughs> Murder, homicide. Anyway, um, it sounds like they got immunity. That's just my personal opinion after following this case like religiously and having some idea of how the criminal justice system works that's what it sounds like to me i'm just saying all right so ricky for people that aren't aware that may have been under a rock this entire time or might be in another country listening to the program and not real familiar with the case if you could just take a uh, 20 or 30 seconds and explain the the premise of who this brian laundry is and the gabby petito and uh the florida connection and what she's talking about in the clip please Brian Laundry and 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 the Gabby Petito situation. A few months, they went on this big cross country trip. He came home in without an R- in an RV, though, right? Uh, no, it was a small van. It was a small van that so was, was converted, kind of like an HR lady type van. Got it. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not. No, okay, it wasn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Leave her alone, dude. <laughs> no, dude. So anyway, um, they were on a cross country trip. He came back home to Florida without her. They couldn't find her. Uh, eventually, they found her body. Then they couldn't. Fi- they, they found her body somewhere in Utah. He disappeared here in Florida, um, and they just recently found his body in a wooded in a wooded in, in a marsh where it was covered by water. The water uh, receded, and then they found his remains. So that's what she's talking about here. And then there's a lot of conspiracy theories as to why the FBI couldn't find the body. Uh, for such a long time, and now when the parents got involved, uh, the the uh, Brian Laundrie's parents, all of a sudden they found the body. Here's the part of that gets me about this clip. I like how she confidently tells us that because she's a convicted felon, that somehow gives her credibility uh, to to talk about this case intelligently. I don't understand it. I don't understand how being a convicted felon makes her a credible voice into how the justice system works. She only sees the ass end of the justice system. <laughs> that's it. She hasn't seen the opposite end of it. So I, I I don't think that's the case. That area, I know the area in which they're talking about. Um, and there is a lot of water in that area. When it recedes, it's really hard to find things. I never heard of a drone that can see through water. I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. Unless it's a drone that goes into, like, see through it from the sky or just goes in the water. I know that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Really? No, that, not not a transformer that goes into the water, but I mean there are underwater drones. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, you well, can you can see underwater from a drone. Absolutely. Well, if this is in a marsh, it's not going to be clear water. It's going to be muddy water. So it, it's I just don't know why people are grabbing to anything but what makes common sense in this case. Well, we've, we, we all saw, we, we've all seen drain the lakes. We've all seen satellite imagery, right? I mean, they, they, they could basically remove the water from anything. And they're finding. Well, have you yeah, been to the yeah, marsh yeah, yeah. in Florida? They, they find like boats and, and buried pirate treasures and, and crazy things. Bro. Yeah. You obviously have not seen videos of people who go missing 20 years ago and they find their car in a retention pond. 
just because some kid went in there, you know, playing around, like, oh, look, it's the Honda Civic. And they're like, oh, my God, they pulled the car out. There's the missing guy from 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> Those videos are everywhere. And it's only got like the driver's side door left. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, dude. You had to take it there. That still hurts. That still hurts. For people who don't know about, JC is talking about, and I can't believe I said Honda Civic. I can't believe it. I said that you without thinking. It. You did. I, I know I did. I did. So what JC's talking about is uh, 20 years ago, I had a a, a, a a neon blue Honda Civic SI. Oh, it was gorgeous. That it was, was dialed out. That was my pride and joy. You I had, like, love that car. $75,000 worth of gear in that thing. I'm like, why don't oh, you buy, dude, it was, why don't you buy, like, a bigger vehicle? You're like, because. I was young. RT I was this, bro. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then one day it was stolen from uh from my from my uncle's uh, uh apartment complex here in Orlando and the detectives called me 2 weeks later they found it in Tampa and the only thing that was left is a door they took everything bro they even took the glove box who takes the glove box who out of a car doesn't take the glove box at that point I mean, might as well, right? But th- then why are you going to take the glove box and leave the driver's side door? They didn't what need the door. What sense does that make? They didn't need it. But they needed a glove box? Yes. <laughs> Come on, dude. Anyway, that still hurts, man, 20 years later. Fine. Um, yeah, dude, this situation, I, it, it's, I'm glad so you brought to it what, up because to there's what so many she people mentioned, talking crap about it. What she mentioned, huh? though, do you think it's plausible that it was like a immunity deal that was uh, struck up? Or I mean, there's a lot of people talking stuff about this, and you're you're living right in the heart of it, Ricky Baez. Honestly, here's what I think it is. I really think that the parents did, did know did know where he went to because they frequent that area quite a bit. That area was underwater because it's been raining here like crazy in the past few months. That area was underwater. They really couldn't get there because it, it really is a thick brush. And finally, it receded and the parents took him. To, here's where we think he is. Boom, here it is. It's got to be that simple. I don't think there's a big conspiracy. I think if the FBI was going to be involved in a big cover-up, it wouldn't be this. It would be something else like aliens or the president is really not the president or the government is really not the government. It's why would it be this case? It's just it just it makes no sense to me. And again, I don't think she being a convicted felon gives her any more credibility to talk about this than you and I. (laughs) On to our next clip in the TikTok round. Still feel bad about my car. Anyway, this is we got the chocolate. What? the hell is this jc we got the chocolate got the chocolate i uh, hang on it had a different title when it was sent to you though i mean the title of the video is one thing we got the chocolate which one is this always wondered about the et thing let's see what he means by this here we go i was working in the library the other day cool this bloke comes up to me and he goes do you have a bookmark i said we got hundreds but my name's lee hmm I get it. Good. Oh my that is good. God, What's ET short for? Extra. Because he's got little legs. Oh yeah. Now I'm with you. What? I, I was working it. in the library the other day. Cool. That was over my head. <laughs> it's got little legs. What does that mean? <laughs> ET. <laughs> Ricky. Dude, Ricky. That went over my head. What, what is ET short for? Little legs. Extraterrestrial. I know that. Right. But what does it mean? Little legs. Well, yeah, because he's got little legs. Oh. My dumbass is stuck on the <laughs> Explaining basic jokes to Ricky Baez. All right. That one went over my head. That, All right. that was dumb. Our, next, our next clip, please. <laughs> <So> stupid. 
nails going so, on. So, so okay. So, jokes aside, though, uh, tying that back, tying back terrible jokes, dad jokes, jokes to the office. Where where do you draw that line in uh, humor in the workplace? Like, if you heard this joke about ET, <sighs> would would you, uh, you know, would you be offended? Would you not be offended? No. Do you tell no. jokes? Do you not tell jokes? Like, where do you draw the line? Dude, we're 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 in a weird weird point in time where everybody gets offended by the slightest thing. So obviously somebody who's isn't as tall as they wish they were, who's overly sensitive, might find that joke offensive. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's here's what I tell all clients, here's what I tell my 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 business partners. You've got it, you've got to get that perfect balance of being jovial at work to make the grind less of a grind and more of an enjoyable experience at work and respectful. But that line can be different from one organization to another. And as a leader, you just got to make sure that you know when to reel it back when it starts getting a little bit out there. That wasn't that bad. I don't think that was bad. But some people do take it out there because there's different levels of, uh, of senses of humor. Some of them are really dark. Some of them are really bad. And it really depends what you what you want to do at work. So, yeah. E.T. is short. That's right. E.T. Moving on to our next clip here. Coming up on the TikTok Roundup here on HR Talk. E.T.'s a, ET's a little theme song. Here we go. All right. This is Landmarks of NY. I'm What's reading so funny? this separately because <laughs> it's really landmarks of NY, and I'm like, land, Mark of NY. You're killing like, me. You're this, his name is Mark. I don't know. Sorry. Here we go. I would like to order right here. a coffee. <laughs> I would like to have you down to my office soon to talk right. about landmarks your of New York City. Here we go. The Empire State appraisal. Building. <laughs> the Empire State Building's design was inadvertently caused by the, the this building. Okay. Did you see. know this building? What? Can I play the freaking clip? Let me play the clip. Right here. Completely changed skyscrapers in New York for over 50 years. This is called the Equitable Building, and it was built between 1913 and 1915. When it was completed, it was the largest office building in the world with 40-some-odd elevators in it. Let's just say critical reception was not great. So people were kind of pissed off. And if you look at this thing, it rises 555 feet straight up from the street. So why did this piss people off so much? Well, this thing caused massive shadows. There's a very narrow street system down here in Lower Manhattan, which meant that it was pretty damn dark. Neighboring property owners had to have their properties reassessed because this light impacted the actual value that their officers were able to bring in. So because of this, the city enacted the first ever zoning laws in 1916. So what this law did was as a building got taller, you would have to put setbacks in to allow more natural light to actually hit the street. Buildings like this down here on Wall Street, 40 Wall Street, the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building, all ended up looking like these wedding cakes that went vertical. Okay, that's that's awesome. That is interesting right there because you guys didn't see the... Uh, the video, but if you Google the equitable building and you, and you see videos, you'll see this big, big freaking slab of of a cement that goes straight up to 550 feet. And in the video, it does show that how it casts a shadow everywhere in the you know in the in the vicinity of that building in the city. So I can understand why those zoning laws came into play, but that's the reason why the buildings in New York City look like layered cakes and they're thick. At the base and all the way to the top, it gets, you know, just skinnier and skinnier. That way it allows more light into the streets. Pretty That's wild. That's really interesting. Pretty wild, yeah. right? And, and these are the things that uh, 
when when we think about the future of the workplace, I mean, it, it could change the way that, uh, huh. you know, uh, things are built moving forward or reconstruct Building things in different right ways. So <laughs> it's, it's wild, though, when you think about um, how how one choice to build an office high rise like that is going to affect so many lives as it ripples and cast that shadow. And now you're in the <laughs> office across the street, down that tiny side side street there, and you used to have natural light, and now you have zero light coming into your shop. Yeah. That changes things for your workforce, doesn't it? It does, but if you stop to think about this for a sec, when people, because look, this 1913, this was drawn up back in 1913. To think that back then... They had that kind of ingenuity, that kind of uh, of, of forward-thinking American dream to build such a big building. He said it had 48 elevators, right, 550 feet all the way. And the building is still standing today, still standing today, over a century later. That is insane, insane. And who would have known, who would have known that that right there was going to create such a big value drop in the surrounding properties? So, yeah, that is it's next time I go to New York City, I'm going to check that building because I did not know that was a thing. Moving on to our next TikTok roundup clip. What do you got there, Rick? This one is from Micah 68 Mama underscore three. What is up with these names? (laughs) Micah six dot eight Mama underscore three. This ooh, this one just happened on Thursday. Check this out. Begin with breaking news. Hollywood actor Alec Baldwin has shot dead a woman while filming a movie in New Mexico. Local police say he fired a prop firearm, killing director of photography Helena Hutchins. The director was wounded and taken to hospital. The incident occurred during the production of the film Rust near Santa Fe. Investigations are trying to determine if the incident was an accident. Okay. In with wow. Before uh, we comment on this, play the next clip yeah. as well, please. Okay. This is from Entertainment for All. They are chilling details of what happened in those critical moments at the Bonanza Creek Ranch when a Hollywood shootout turned into a deadly real-life tragedy. Dressed in full costume, as in this picture he posted before the incident, Court documents have revealed Alec Baldwin was handed a loaded weapon by a crew member. Cold gun, they'd called, indicating they were unaware it contained live rounds. A single shot to the chest killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and wounded director Joel Souza. The investigation into that shooting continues. Baldwin, photographed looking distraught shortly after the incident, says he's heartbroken. In a statement, the actor said, There are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred, and I'm in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved Damn, her that's horrible, bro. Two days ago, she'd posted this video, the perks of filming a Western, she'd said, riding on your days off. Born in Ukraine and raised on a Soviet base in the Arctic, she was named a rising star of the movie business. Her loss is devastating to friends. 
she has this uh i mean tremendous talent is given but uh her human connection was incredible and i think in the film industry which is extremely competitive this is where uh it's really important to have this uh human connection it's been reported that before the incident several crew members had walked off the set over safety concerns oh. including misfires of a prop gun the movie's producers say they weren't made aware of any official complaints concerning weapon or prop safety that would that. review procedures. Safety, they said, was their top priority. Alec Baldwin was a co-producer of the film as well as its star. All of a sudden, real life kicks in and you have fired a gun that has fatally injured your cinematographer and injured your director. Last week, a picture of the cast receiving a safety briefing was posted. This incident is raising serious questions in an industry that says safety around firearms on set is number one on its list of priorities. If that's the case, how could something like this happen? That is the focus for investigators too. For many though, it is the loss of a woman described as always smiling, always hopeful. Wow, dude. So, um, yeah. couple things. Um, mm -hmm. Before... Before I talk about what I'd like to talk about in regards to this, let's tie this back to the world of HR. Ricky Baez, I know it might be a little bit soon for some people, but it needs to be done. Yeah, it does. Go and ahead. Look, look, my 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 heart goes out to her family and and her husband and her child, and it's 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 just it's just a horrible situation all around. And you know what, JC, as as on what when I first heard about this on Thursday. I was thinking, uh oh, somebody, somebody didn't do the job because look, I'm not a, in the film industry. You have more experience in that world than I do. Um, so I do know that the actor is not in charge of, of, of the weapon. There is somebody in charge of that, right? There's somebody on set that is responsible to making sure that weapon is geared up or set up the way it needs to be for filming. I do know they don't use fake guns. They use kind of real ones with, blank ammo but and then i read that they handed this weapon over to the actor the actor shot it and then boom that's what happened so my thing is i started thinking about when you and i were in the service and maybe the film industry needs to do this if you remember when you and i were in the marine corps when we handed a weapon over to somebody else it was our responsibility the person handed the weapon to clear the weapon and ensure it is safe when you hand the weapon over, the person receiving it does the exact same thing just to make sure maybe that needs to happen in these movie sets. Maybe these actors who have who need to deal with prop weapons needs to have that kind of training to ensure that the weapon is 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 safely secure or sa or safe to use for whatever situation they need to use it for. Divergent situation so, of talking points about to happen, but before we head down this path, uh, play the next clip for me, if you could, please. The next one? Okay, here we go. Yeah, please. This is Money See, Money Do. Gun safety tip number one. Never, ever put your finger on a trigger until you're ready to destroy something. Always keep your finger outside of the trigger guard like this until you're ready to shoot. Let's stay safe and save lives. All right, so let's Gun. break that down okay. real quick. And and I'm going to head down this path, and then we'll we'll air quote, circle back to talking about in the workplace from that HR perspective, mm -hmm. okay? So when we're talking about weapons safety, there, there are four tenants out there that everyone learns from a young age, and the terminologies might be slightly different, but it's all pretty much around the same lines. 
And that is uh, treat every weapon as if it was loaded. That's right. Keep your weapon pointed in a safe direction. Basically, don't point it at anything unless you intend to kill. That's right. I'm going to repeat that. Do not point a weapon at anything you do not intend to kill. That's what we were trained with. That's that's what I was taught to believe from a young age. Now, look, it's a target. You're target practicing. You're hunting. You're doing this. You're doing that. That's fine. But as long as you're facing the situation with the understanding that what you have in your hand could actually kill people, I mean, it's, it's all about respect for the tool that's in your hand, right? So don't point your weapon at anything that you don't intend to shoot, right? Keep your point weapon pointed in a safe direction. Keep that index finger straight and off the trigger until you're ready to fire. And be certain of the target and what's beyond it. It's not just the target that's at hand, but what is beyond that as well at the same time. Now, going back to what Ricky said, clearing the weapon, all the basic gun range safety, weapon range safety uh, concepts that are out there. When we think about and and this is not a political statement by any stretch of the imagination. Again, this is more educational and informational. But if you are so dead set against something such as firearms, you may not be aware of firearm safety. And then in turn, you're not you're not privy of air quote the rules of the road. You're you're anti car, so you never drive cars. Now you're in a movie and you're driving a car and you get in a car accident. I'm, I, it's hard to draw correlations in this particular oh, instance because someone was murdered. But at the same time, you're utilizing a weapon and maybe you have not. And I'm assuming here we don't know if Alec Baldwin has received proper firearms training, if he's yeah. had certified experts with him. We do know that he's made public statements on Twitter and other places in the past deeply opposing uh, weapons, weapon safety, um, I did not uh, know that. gun rights, etc. Uh, he's been very anti, yet now in the movies, he's portraying characters that utilize the same weapons. So it uh, things go hand in hand here. Um, you, you could be an amazing, smart, uberly creative human resource professional. You, you could know everything about the law and all the titles. What was that, Rick? Title VII, right? What's that? <laughs> title seven. Oh, title seven. That's what it is. <laughs> you got to yeah. get that right. One of these oh, days, it's the right? Roman numeral thing. Gets me every time. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, you could know about all this stuff like the back of your hand. But if, if you head into a gun range, let's say you're in central Florida and you head down to the local gun range because it's going to be a team building experience. You don't just walk on the range, waving a gun around everywhere, shooting it sideways yeah. and pulling it out of your waistband. You're not doing crazy stuff. You know what I mean? There's there's safety tips that go along the lines with all this stuff. And even people that might be holstering a weapon in their waistband and doing stuff like that, they're not waving it around. There, there's responsibility associated with all these things. And it's learning the tools at hand in the same way that if someone were to step into your office to run reports or, or respect your computer and the things around you and the sanctity of the information systems that you compile and keep your data and information in, it's you're not going to let someone just run rampant in there if they don't know what they're doing. I'm trying to draw correlations here just to put the simple point out there. Education never hurt. And even though you might be opposed to certain things and they might be a different perspective than what you're used to, there's still a proper way to do things. And if you're going to handle it, handle it the right way. Learn the right way. And and we don't know all the details. It's an extremely, extremely sad and, and, and dark yeah. event that's, that's transpired here. Who knows exactly what transpired, but a murder has taken place. And when you have a murder 
in in your workplace, that's that's something to deal with right there from a totally different perspective now, right? Um, two things I learned here, JC. Two things I learned. I didn't know Alec Baldwin was anti-gun. I I didn't know that. Um, and the other one is in this video. I didn't know there were accidental discharges on set before this happened. Yeah, crazy, right? So yeah, I didn't know that. So that tells me there is a failure in policy implementation and holding people accountable to safety guidelines. That's that's what this shows to me. And and in the video, it said people walked off set because of that before any of this happened. So that tells me there is a failure in leadership and making sure that the safety protocols are A, in place, B, being followed. That's not happening. Now, my heart goes out to Alec Baldwin because I'm sure he did not intend for that to happen. Well, exactly. He did not intend for that to happen at all. I feel even worse for the family of 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 this young lady who passed away, where she left behind a uh, a, a a husband and a child, um, doing the things she loves to do best. Right, that's what she loved to do. So this is a horrible situation all around. But at the end of the day, folks, you've got if you're going to deal with real weapons that are being modified. It's and that's the key here. These are not fake guns. These are real weapons that are being modified to fire blanks. You've got to ensure the safety protocols are are being followed. What do you mean and by modified z- to fire blank? Why? Uh, I'm curious why you use the term. My understanding is that this is a real weapon that was modified to make sure that they fire blanks in such a way that a projectile doesn't fly out, but it still gives the illusion that a shot is being fired for the camera. Ooh, interesting. So now there That's my understanding. So that there's something to dig a little bit further into for those that are looking to do a little bit deeper research or maybe go further on this as well. What are those modifications, et cetera, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Is there an extra layer of safety there or is there an extra layer of risk and danger that's not accounted for at the same time? I, I'm I'm not gonna research it. I'm not gonna go far. Yeah, me neither, but you know, I mean but it's intriguing. It is, it, it, you know, and I want to know more about these accidental discharge. They, they discharge by themselves as a gun was lying around or somebody picked it up the wrong way. Well, because if it's the latter, right, if it's the latter, that means nobody is training these folks on how to handle these dangerous tools. Dude, not. The, the car was parked and it was off and it just randomly turned on and drove down the street and over a cliff. Well, bro, you've seen situations where people drop a weapon and it just goes off. Drop, you see situations dropping that, a weapon is different than it just laying around and no one touching it and then it getting up well, growing its own legs it. and shooting someone you know <laughs> no i know but i don't know what kind of modifications are done i don't know right a gun on its own with factory settings does not shoot on its own it doesn't but as soon as you start messing with the specs then yeah you 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 mess up whatever safety mechanisms are that you don't mess it up but you alter it that was intended to be safe to begin with when it's not being handled by 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 anybody so so this people yeah. could have differing degrees of of uh, social belief, a political belief, but at the end of the day, if what you're doing is something that doesn't directly align with the perspective that has been portrayed, like in the case of Alec Baldwin here, then maybe a course or something associated with the education required to come up to speed on that might not be a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, very, very, very sad, unfortunate horrible, situation. I, I, I want to learn more and read more about her. Yeah. I, I want to know more yes, me too. Um, about Helena Hutchins. I, I want to know more about kind of the whole makeup of this team. You know, were, were, were they a independent film crew that 
uh, got a contract with the studio? You know, is it a small crew? Is it a large crew? Is it the studio's crew? Like, I'm curious from the business makeup perspective, like, who, how do they break down? Like, a lot of times it's just, you know, the, some, someone's pushing forward and doing the movie shoot and you've got your core crew, but it's, it's, it's all like sometimes independent contractors that are coming into play as well at the same time. And you've got contracts for all this other stuff. And then I'm curious what the workplace safety contracts look like or, or the agreements for utilization of facilities <laughs> or, you know, do, do they have any agreements with the local law enforcement for uh, said use of, of certain items and proper inspections along the way? I don't, I don't know. I'm droning on Rick, but. No, no. Look, it, it's I. I want to interview. I want to find out who are those folks who walked away before any of this happened because of safety concerns. I want to interview them. I want to know why they walked away. What was what was the straw that broke the camel's back? That they're like, I'm, this is unsafe. So speaking and, about walking away, our next clip does hone in on employees <laughs> walking away and employees walking out of work and employers being shocked. What? Brookers X Y Z. That's his name. These are names on Hashtag TikTok, employment. by the way. Names on TikTok. I am. Yeah, names on TikTok. Brookers, Brookers X Y Z. Right. Just want to put that back out there for anyone that's yeah. not aware. It's our TikTok segment still. You're not going to find the person segment. on Twitter that? like that. Uh, yeah. Go on the Tiki Taki. Look them up. Find the video. If Everybody you knows that, dude. Our audience is smart. They know what they they, they know what's going on. Dude. They're really smart. They listen to us just by that on its own. They are extremely smart. Well, if you don't like your job, why don't you go find a new one? Okay. <laughs> Come back. Well, if you really have why did he look like somebody took the breath out of his lungs instantaneously? <laughs> You'll have to describe that for the listening audience. I, uh... It's this guy. He's playing both roles, right? The employer. Well, if you don't like your job, why don't you find the new one? And then the camera goes to him again in a different spot as the employee. Okay. <laughs> and they leave and it goes back to the employer and he's like gasping for air. But the facial expressions he makes, it looks like some wizard came and just instantaneously took the breath out of his lungs and just he's about to die. He's gasping for air. I mean, really over the top dramatic. Over the top. But hold on. We got to talk about this. Wait, wait, wait. Employers being <laughs> shocked, completely shocked by employees. It's a dramatization. But employees are basically walking off the job. You know, they're, they're, they are. And, and in this dramatization, just basically saying, yeah, well, you're not happy. Go ahead. Move on. Well, a lot of people are doing that now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, they are. all they these are. Bitcoin this- millionaires with their like $500,000 cars, you know, just sitting around. It's like, why do I need the uh, job at Home Depot anymore? Uh, you know, that's a real thing, dude. That's a real Stop thing. Stop it, and, uh, dude. No, I know it is, boy, but we could do a show just on that alone. Okay, you know just what? Just on that alone. Okay, sure. Let, you know what? Let's not belabor the point. Let's not even do it right now. I challenge you to find someone to come on the sh- program and talk about owning a very expensive car and how it's changed your life at a young age. I, I, I will tell you this, JC. I, I just FaceTimed somebody. No, last I, week I don't want to hear your story. No, I want to hear from the no, person. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to set oh, this up, dude. I'm going to really? set this up. I just, I just FaceTime lately. I've been into, into researching cryptocurrency. I haven't talked about it a lot because it's a volatile industry, but I'm researching it. And, um, I FaceTime somebody or somebody FaceTime me last week. Uh, Because I call BS on something. I'm not going to say what that is. 
And he showed me, he FaceTimed me from his Lamborghini. This cat is 23 years old and he got his riches from cryptocurrency, right? Bitcoin. He got in early, like early, 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 right? Um, he's 23 years old. He got it from his dad. His dad got him into it because um, he, uh, his dad got um, a, a Bitcoin 10 years ago when it was like 100 bucks. And then he started doing all these things. Anyway, he saved all his Bitcoins. He didn't sell it like everybody else did. And now he's a multimillionaire. Anyway, he FaceTimed me and I about freaked out, bro. Because <laughs> I Seriously? freaked out. Because yeah. he is inside a Lamborghini eating checkers french fries Ooh, and they're all so over the seat what <laughs> not in a lamborghini <laughs> not in a Lamborghini. <laughs> they're all over the seats and i'm like dude what are you doing he's like i know man this bad this ride is awesome I'm like no there are checkers french fries on the seat i can see it because it's like dark wait a minute, leather wait a minute were you more concerned about the fries being on the seat or more concerned at the fact that the fries were not being consumed those are checkers french fries <laughs> this car is worth more than my house i was a little more concerned about the treating- french fries <laughs> i mean look checkers french fries they're really don't good. you dare say it's worth is worth more than your house rates in florida have gone up and your house is double the value of what it was two years ago don't this even thing must have been like five hundred thousand dollars bro cars this thing was nice cars depreciate <laughs> they depreciate i no. A Hyundai Sonata depreciates. A Prius depreciates. I don't know if a if a rare Lamborghini has the same depreciation value as a Hyundai Sonata. Oh, wait a second. Do rare Honda Civics depreciate? Let's think asshole. <laughs> Moving on to our next clip in the TikTok segment, uh, we have an employee who is confused about what is actually feasible at work. This ties in one to one to the previous clip. And then we're going to expound upon both at the same time. And her name is Lauren Hope Lark. In case our audience doesn't know, this is her name on TikTok. Check it out. So last week, I told my employer that the wage that they're paying me is not enough to live on. And seven minutes later, they sent me an email that said, it's not feasible to pay you more. Obviously, I'm looking for a new job. But in the meantime... I am actively resisting the urge to reply to every email with the phrase, it's not feasible. It's not feasible for me to get that to you sooner. Sorry. It's not feasible for me to take a shorter lunch. It's not feasible for me to get that project done before the end of the day. Oh, is that time sensitive? Did it need to get done right now? I'm sorry. It's not feasible. Like, I'm confused about the relationship we have now. You know what, JC? It's not feasible to keep you on payroll then. Seriously. She's she's got a point, though, when she sums it up at the end, that she's confused about the relationship now. And this kind of threads back to some of the employment labor attorneys that have been on TikTok that have very clearly said, your employer is not your friend. They can build the culture as much as they want, but they are not your friend. They're out to fire you. They're going to get you. They want you to work as much as possible for the least amount of money. This one gets me. This one gets me. I know. know. I'm I'm throwing it it all at you. Here's why. Here's why. Because this is a one-sided story. What kind of an employee is she? I want to know what kind of what superstar. Kind of value She's an amazing employee. She She's the greatest employee ever. Very I don't big, think so. Largest employee. <laughs> I don't think so. She has, she she has her own crypto. Like yeah, they named a crypto <laughs> coin after her. She's very large, very big. You could buy cards, no. cards with her name on it and keep it in your wallet. It's like she's no, unbelievable. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Here's here, Now, this is... Don't be sorry. That could have... 
No, that could have happened in, in, in her situation, but this is so one-sided because I need to see if she brings an immense value to the table. If she brings an okay, immense value to the table. Okay, assume she does. Okay. Assume she does. Now what? Then the employer messed up because the employer should say, you know what? You're 100% right. I'm going to pay you appropriately. But if the employee has to wait, if the employer has to wait for the employee to say, I want to be paid more and the employer recognizes it and pay them more, the, you, you should leave. You should leave because the employer hasn't been paying attention to how valuable you are, A, or B. They've been changing you all this time because they knew how valuable you are and you just realized it. All right. So there's one path. Next path. Still a great employee. Employer still says no and they don't come to the table. Dissect that scenario and we're going to keep going leave. down the line. No, leave. Why? Leave. Why? Why? Because they don't value you. Oh, yeah. They're not valuing you, right? True. So why are you going to stick around there? So you're going to stick around and and and, well, and play patty okay. cake with them well, and be minute. salty about it? Maybe you work for the city mission, and it's it's good, you know, it's a, it's a it's a personal mission type thing. And you're like, hey, I I wish I could get paid more. I'm I'm stellar here. Uh, could I get an extra dollar? They're like, no, we can't. We don't have the money. Like literally. It, then why does it matter? Because the mission is what's important to you. Okay, right? perfect, perfect dissection. <laughs> Now the next, now the next scenario. Going back to where you started when when you started mm-hmm. freaking out. This is why you have yes. gray hair. I love it. So, I know. I do. So the employee is not a stellar employee, and employer has now uh, denied the raise. Dissect that one. So now the employer denied the raise justifiably because they can see a reason why they should pay more for the same subpar level of service. If she is there replying to emails and not going above and beyond and the employer is letting a a a bad employee paint the water okay why now, not get rid of the employee then so then now what about the scenario where uh the employee is not stellar has now asked for a raise and the employer gives it all logical paths here <laughs> They're logical paths because I've seen that before. I know. And the reason and the reason I've seen that before, JC, is because some employers do that just because they don't want to deal with recruiting and replacing that person. <laughs> right? Exactly. The, the, this person is I'm going to spend $2,000 extra a year now on that X amount of cent raise. Well, let me tell you why that's a Or mistake. I'm going to spend 60000 on recruiting someone new. Well, let me tell you why that's a huge mistake. Tell me. Because when 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 this person's colleagues see that this person who works below the minimum standards and they still get a raise, what message does that send to everybody else? What message does that send to the employees who really bust their behind? What message does that send about your level of service, what you expect and what you tolerate at work? Then other employees are going to see, well, heck, if Susan is out here. Like doing just enough not to get fired, and she got a raise. Why am I over here trying to move mountains? Okay. Then either I'm going to clock out mentally, or I'm going to work somewhere else, and I'll be part of the statistics of the great resignation. I'm going to leave names out of this one because it does involve someone that I personally know. But now let's go to the last scenario in this whole gig, one that mm-hmm. has not been mentioned or brought up that doesn't really necessarily relate to the video, but it does tie together. You're the employee that's doing good. You've been taken care of well over the span of time, not not exorbitantly out, uh, you know, through the roof, but you're doing all right. And the employer is taking care of you and the culture is okay. But you come to find out that the new people that they're bringing on that are the, the same as you 
or junior to your position are now making more than you. Ooh. <laughs> Dissect that one. <laughs> HR messed up in that one. They messed up in that one. That is called pay compression, my friend. And what happens is, is that you've got a employee who does really good, who's been around for 10 years with the organization, a really loyal employee, yes. great reviews, right? And then somebody off the street who just literally graduated college yes. is coming and paying, uh, it, making more. Oh, oh, wait, Here's wait. You, maybe they didn't graduate college. Maybe they have a Google certificate. But go, go ahead. That's true. Yeah, because those are really valuable. They are, Seriously, actually. They are. They are. I think they're, they're like $35, they really right? But the best money, the great money spent. No, it's a um, lot so more than thirty five. It's through Coursera. They've got credits the whole night. It's okay. Go ahead. Thirty five ninety nine. Got it. I got a group. On. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so look, it's um, in when when your compensation strategy only focuses on the workforce out there and not the workforce in your organization, you are asking for trouble. If you are looking to adjust what you're looking to pay for recruitment, then you have to adjust what you're paying for the talent you currently have. Whatever raise you put in your recruiting strategy, you've got to make sure that the people who are currently working for you right now have the same kind of an increase. Because yes, inflation is a real thing. And then and and out there it's competitive, especially these days for talent, because if they're not performing, just performance manage them out. That's all you got to do. And if you're the type of leader or HR leader that doesn't want to performance manage somebody out just because just because you don't want to deal with with recruiting and filling the role and this and that, then you know what? You have no reason being a leader then if that's the case. You don't. You really don't. You you have to be able to 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 uh, to have the backbone to have those conversations and pull out those stops to make sure these folks get paid for what they do. Simple as that. Paying people coffee. for what they do. I need vodka. You know, there's another way to tackle this, and uh, <laughs> it is Bitcoin. kind of a uh, gaining traction and becoming popular. You could basically Bitcoin? just t- just take money from others and, and distribute the wealth to other people. You could like steal from one person and spread it around. I think, right? Um, our next no? clip in our TikTok segment here is. Why stealing from other people sucks when you're ready, Rick. <laughs> okay. This Let's is go ahead and get that Lee underscore, I got it. Lee underscore underscore Maxwell. Again, that is her name on TikTok. Here is the actual argument that works with socialism. It is immoral to steal from people even if you vote to steal from people. Okay, if there are three people in a room, it's me and I have 100 bucks and you and your friend are in the room and you vote to beat me up and take my money, that does not make it morally legitimate for you to beat me up and take my money. <laughs> One of the great one of the great lies that's been told about socialism, and you see this all the time, is people say socialism, beautiful idea in theory, but it doesn't work in practice. No. Socialism is a shitty idea in theory, and it's an immoral idea in practice. Okay? The, uh, socialism violates at least three of the basic ten commandments for those who still care. It makes government into God. It suggests that you can steal from people if you vote for it. And it says that it is good to be covetous of your neighbor's ass. Right, for Bill Clinton, it has a different meaning. But Covering your neighbor's ass? That was, the problem for conservatives was is we never actually argue on a moral level. We're constantly arguing on an effective level, on an efficiency level. And that's a problem because the left always argues on the moral level. In the end, they always say, sure, my ideas don't work, but they're fair. They're fair, right? And so what you have to say, the only way to come back to that from that is to say, no, your ideas are not fair. Your ideas are theft. 
Your ideas are theft. You don't get to steal from other people just because you want their stuff. <laughs> stealing, stealing from other people. Don't I do love, it. Stealing I from love. other people sucks. <laughs> don't steal from others. What do you say? It violates three of the commandments or three of the religious things and don't cover my neighbor's ass? Is that what he said? I, I think that's said? what he said, yeah. I, I don't know if that's written in stone or not. I, I, I think don't it was, think so either. Yeah. I, I don't remember <laughs> reading it written out that way, but... Yeah, you can't oh, help but think it is logical. Ben Shapiro, though, dude. <laughs> Gotta love yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So, Ben Shapiro, uh, if, if you don't know who he is, you better pick up a Google box <laughs> and Google him. He, Dude, I love this cat. Um, He is really smart. He is really witty. He really, re- he knows how to really articulate a point to a point where, holy shit, that makes sense. Um, I've noticed something, though. He kills it. At college campuses. Have you seen the clip with him against Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> I'm going to bring that for the next one. Yeah, he met his match, bro. <laughs> he met his match. Interesting. And I need to bring that one up. But no. Oh, is this, this, is this is you stumping and advocating for socialism again? Because don't steal from people. Stealing from people sucks, Ricky Baez. No, stealing from people suck. I know that. I don't advocate for socialism. Good. Socialism is bad. But let's define what that means. (laughs) I want your money. Current events this week is brought to you in part by Ricky wanting to steal your money. (laughs) But don't do it. It's okay. I'll steal it before you know it. Just don't steal other people's money. No, I just want to eat french fries and a Lamborghini. That's all I want to do. You're killing me with that french fries and a Lambo (laughs) thing. It's so good. It sounds good. Yeah, it is. He was literally wow. eating French fries in a Lamborghini, FaceTiming you. That's right. Hey, man. Check this out. I'm like, holy crap. Cut it All, out. I mean, dude, I, I got I to gotta get him on the show. Crazy. I'm going to get him on the show. Yeah, I'll get him on there. Crazy, crazy. All right. Hey, we got um, one more clip, don't we? So the first current events segment here is from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And um, unfortunately, uh, the, the article is one that I can't pull up anymore. It was a Why? great piece. Uh, Ricky, if you could pull it up, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, on, I gotta find this it. first clip here, though, it was uh, talking about a, a fight that's currently taking place on vaccine mandates between Ron DeSantis oh. and Joe Biden in the state of Florida. It could borderline go to the Florida Man clip segment, but uh, it did seem to fit for current events right here. Um, unfortunately, over on my end, I am having technical difficulties pulling up the article at this time. It. Are you able to pull it. it up and read it? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got it. Right let's, here. let's grab a piece right. of that there. Bring it on screen for me here. Let's see what. Oh, uh, wait a minute! It's this content is only available to subscribers. Ah, there it is. <laughs> it doesn't okay. let me do it. Ah, That's what happened. So, hey, you know, as for education and information uh, from these ends and purposes, yeah. I know there's ways that we could like, you know, go to the source code and get around your paywall and still read the article and help promote you, but uh, we're not going to do that. No. no. If if no. you want to pay to read that article, go do it. But we're not going to. And for uh, you online um, uh, news uh, writers out there, you're you're doing great things with the subscription service. But I I personally am opposed to it, as well as many others. Uh, You do get a lot of money from that online advertising, especially the Daytona News Journal, with all the stuff going down the right hand side. It it looks like Homer Simpson's web page with dancing babies (laughs) and all that other stuff on there. My God. And you want me to subscribe at the same time, I tell you. So we're going to head on over to NPR instead. Thousands of workers across the United States would rather lose their jobs than be vaccinated. This is written by Andrea uh, 
Andrea, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. H-S-U. How do I pronounce that, Rick? Shoe? H-S-U? Yeah, I think so. H-S-U. H-S-U. Andrea Shu. His shoe. Or Sue. I don't know. The H should be silent. Um, But uh, basically here, Carl Bonak worked at his dream job delivering weather forecasts for TV for what he considers one of the most challenging but beautiful spots in the United States, Michigan's Upper Peninsula. He didn't want to take the shot. He's 68. He felt it was his right as a human being and citizen of the U.S. to decide what he puts inside his body. Gently, by candlelight. Washington yeah. State reports that so far nearly 1,900 state workers, including the head of a football coach of Washington State University, have quit or been fired for refusing the vaccine. In Michigan, 400 workers at the Henry Ford Health System in Detroit walked away from their jobs. North Carolina-based Novant Health fired 175 employees or more. And the list continues to grow across the country at this point. And the resistance has stirred great condemnation and controversy, according to her article right here. In June, about 150 workers at the Houston Methodist Hospital quit or were fired for refusing to get the vaccine. Out of a workforce of 26,000, one of them was registered nurse Jennifer Bridges, who has led the fight against Houston Methodist. The hospital system announced its vaccine requirement as of March 31st. There's no medical or Medicare funding. It's all private pay, so the government has no control over it. At the end of the day. So um, there's a lot going on with these mandates out there. Uh, there's people having to make hard choices, uh, even though their choices might lead to them not being around anymore in their position. Uh, oh, in their position. I got it. Look, here's my thing. Um, unpopular opinions, so get ready. Put your seatbelt on. When you say that, that, though, when you say it's an that. unpopular opinion, it's actually like, the popular opinion that's talked about on the mainstream news. Is it? You're saying you don't feel bad. I don't. I don't. They they were not forced to take the vaccine. They were forced to make a decision. And they made a decision. Your employer has decided. And by the way, I I am for if the employer I I am for the employer to make a decision on what they want to do. And if the employer says this is this this is the requirements for you to work here. If you want to work here, then here you go. You don't have a right to work. People need to understand that. You have an opportunity to work. You don't have a right to do so. So if you if your job says this is a requirement of the job and you're saying I'm not going to do it, okay, so either you quit or you get fired. It's entirely up to you. So they made a decision. The interesting point there, though, too, done. is that, like, despite where you stand, mm-hmm. you're you're taking something that you have no legal recourse against either. So if it doesn't go well for you and uh, you die from the vaccine mm-hmm. or something bad happens to your heart and you can't do the things that you used to do. You you can't sue or do anything over it. Doe's versus Mills, the first significant case to reach the Supreme Court, is going to place the COVID-19 vaccination requirement against religious liberty claims brought by individuals who refuse vaccination. It's unlikely to be the last case, though. It's, a, it's also significant that Doe's involves a government mandate requiring certain individuals to be vaccinated. Under existing law, private employers have broad authority to require that their workers get vaccinated. 
The government, however, is subject to constitutional restrictions that do not apply to private companies. So while Doe's isn't likely going to overhaul the reality facing many Americans, one where their employers implement a vaccine mandates uh, voluntarily is likely to shape the government's role in the grand scheme of things. The first case to reach the Supreme Court, Doe's uh, versus Mills here, isn't likely um, going to overhaul things as stated, but it should give a public interest. Uh, let's see here. It's, it's, it's going to reveal a lot about how the court is going to balance public interest in reducing the spread of COVID-19 against most beliefs of those of faith who enjoy legal exemptions. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. on the request perspective to see what pans mm-hmm. out in the next coming months here. Um in regards Let, to all that stuff. But crazy part, though, too, dude, is like when you think of all these healthcare workers that have gone above and beyond, they were claimed heroes. They did a lot of great mm-hmm. stuff over a span of time. And then they, uh, you know, they're they're all just put in that position of being let go. They're, they were heroes up to X date, you know. Yeah, I mean, sad. so here's the it's thing. Sad. Is it? I don't think it is. So you they don't think heroes. it's sad? That okay, tell tell us why is it- I don't think it's sad that somebody in the medical field doesn't believe in the science enough to do what they need to do, and now they get fired because of it. Well, no. okay, <laughs> the science of it I is know. also what, <laughs> the science is also saying natural immunity is an actual thing. There, Ricky Baez, and natural immunity is not even being taken into consideration when it comes to the vaccine mandate. So, if you've already had COVID, been over COVID, and have the natural immunity associated with that, you mean nothing in the broad spectrum of well, did you get the shot? Here is, back to here your laughter is, yeah <laughs> it was condescending though i mean it was messed up you didn't have to laugh at that there's many I, why people not? no there's I'm so sorry. many people that are hurting out there right now on this one i don't think it's on a laugh purpose matter. they do it on purpose they have they they were forced to make a decision make it and they did so but that's you said it's, up to but them. you said it's based on science it's based on political science at the same time come on dude it's, it's you've never seen that meme you it's never. Politics. It is not politics. It is not politics. To a degree, it is. If 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 okay, you could on. if you could show me a paper right now that puts the level of natural immunity at the same level of effectiveness as being vaccinated, why is it then that people that have had COVID got over COVID during the span of this past year are now being forced mandate to get a vaccine? That doesn't logically it, add up. It all comes back to. But this I'm not question. a doctor. Do- do we know why? <laughs> but you play one on TV. No, do I don't play one on why? TV. That's up to you know? HR. HR plays oh, doctor because now you're in charge of people's health in the office. No, we're not. No, no we're you not. are. Look, you're putting look. mandates in effect do and you're the know, consigliere do, now. Do we know? Not, now I'm a consigliere? <laughs> You've always been one as HR. I That's have, why people I don't have. trust That's HR. Right. People don't oh, trust dude, HR. Be better. Why do organizations, why are organizations so hell bent on putting these mandates in place? Have we asked that question? Here's why they're doing that, JC. As a business owner, let's put on that hat real quick. You've got to protect your business. If you have 4,000 employees and one employee comes in and they catch COVID and they die from somebody else in the office, that organization is not liable. They're not liable. They're going to get sued and they're going to lose everything they were so hard for. So employers are doing what they need to do, popular or not. To make sure that they protect themselves and they protect other employees. So they have to do that. Otherwise, 
this is a country but they're they're not they're not, they're not actually rampant. doing it though based on science though is what i'm getting at because if it was actually based on science the natural immunity perspective would be taken into account they're not doing that though it's a blind mandate being pushed down saying nope by this date that's it period boom done. it is a blanket policy absolutely so so some piece so if you but had it doesn't COVID before you don't be get absolutely. it and if you do you do i mean so are we out are we now dictating that people who had it before don't get it anymore or don't get the the vaccine and the people that not do the have or haven't had it no not the statement don't twist it natural immunity well, i'm is, asking natural immunity is different than being vaccinated though so, so the purpose of the vaccine is yeah. what's the purpose of the vaccine? The purpose of the vaccine, to my understanding, is to make sure that whatever what whatever issues you get from getting COVID-19 is minimized and it minimizes your your chances of dying from it. It doesn't eliminate it, but it greatly reduces it. That's what the vaccine does. So. I understand why organizations are taking that stand. I get it because they want to make sure that they protect themselves if somebody gets it who maybe maybe have diabetes or a cancer patient or something else where they might get it and they might pass away. They're going to get sued, bro. They're going to get sued. So I understand why businesses are taking this route. And when OSHA, whenever they come down with uh, with whatever policies the uh, the this current administration put in place a couple of weeks ago, whenever they write those things in, um, again, you don't have to get the 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 vaccine. You either get the vaccine or you get tested. It's so you don't have to get it; just get tested. <laughs> What's the problem if you don't want it in your body? Well, I don't think anyone but, is fighting the fact of testing or not testing. I think what people are upset about is not being able to have the choice to then say, "Okay, I'll use every precaution under the sun that you're prescribing," and then I'm still going to continue to make a choice for my own self. I'm I'm not saying that it's the right choice. I'm saying that affording people the opportunity of choice and then supporting that by you know as long as they're following all the guidelines whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated you do these xyz things and then from the employer perspective well we've done what we can you know but people being people being fired go on go on go on that's a that's a big gamble for a business owner to take so a business owner so is the business, say, you know so what? So the I'm business owner is leveraging everything on the back of Pfizer or other other medical companies that are out there. I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but uh, mm-hmm. but when we think about anything else that may exist out there in the realm of this entire thing that continues to emerge every day, it's it's hell bent on one thing or the other. It's pitting people against each other again for whatever particular reason. It's it's too much politics. If the, if things were actually of care and concern for the employee and the safety of getting us all better, then why has it been politicized so much? You got to ask well, yourself I'm, these questions. I'm not saying it's not being politicized. Yes, it definitely is. Oh, it but absolutely. The, is. No, I know, but but that's but but that's not the uh, the only driving force. It's not. I don't think the majority of the business owners are saying, oh, I'm Republican or Democrat. That's why I'm going this. No, they're saying, I don't want to get sued. That's what they're saying. Like like anything else that they do from a safety perspective. So any other – this is for everybody out there who's gone to work and, and they're like, God, these safety briefings are stupid. Why do I have to wear this safety belt? Why do I have to wear this uh, this all this protective gear? But they still do it. Why? Because those are the safety protocols the organization put in place so the organization can protect themselves from legal liability later on. This is no different. Now, 
do I do? Are there business owners out there that do make this political? Absolutely, bro. That is out there and is real. And that is scary. That is scary because that's an employer, whether you lean one side or the other, who it's not really taking the true real reason for this and that's safety. <laughs> so I get that. So if there's any empo- employee out there that they say, you know what, I'm this is ridiculous. I'm not going to uh, uh, work for them anymore if they're going to force me to get it. More power to you. That's fine. But that doesn't mean you deserve to stay there. You, can, you still got to follow the rules just like you have to follow any other rules with the organization. I'm sorry, I'm not going to hire a pilot to fly a, a jet for JetBlue if they don't have all the training uh, or the safety protocols to be able to fly that plane safely. So how come nobody's – I played a lot of Call of Duty, so I know how to fly. No, you still got to follow the rules that's, either way. That's actually stupid what you just uh, said. Well, well, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's got the same parallels. This, I know I know what's out there. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It's a requirement of the organization. It's ridiculous drawing a line to Call of Duty. That's crazy. I'm going to put something else in the arena for the discussion here then. You keep pushing Uh down this path, and then it's the mandate for kids, mandate for kids, mandate for kids. Okay, got it. Okay, there's beautiful, amazing things that happen. You get the shot, your life changes. Yeah, you might, you know, things happen. It might be side effects. Don't worry about it. Things are better. We're, We're getting over it. We're overcoming things. And then you got other shots that are out there. They tried to mandate the HPV vaccine for young kids here in New York going back a few years, and a lot of people fought against that for the adverse effects that were happening against young women. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then as as you pit people against each other from a politically bent perspective on Mm -hmm. what rights are and what rights aren't and what religious exemptions are valid and what religious exemptions don't matter anymore to a lot of people, and that's fine, so be it. (laughs) Teach your own, right? I mean, this is basically what's... (laughs) You're laughing, but that's basically what's happening. I mean, the religious exemptions on the table. Anymore, this religious piece of it. Well, that's kind of what they're doing. I mean, they're trying to find ways to throw out the religious exemptions at the same time to continue to mandate people or otherwise lose the job at the same time. And some of the religious exemptions are what's going up to the Supreme Court right now as part of the decision-making process for the installation of the employer. So anyways, long story short, what I'm, why I'm bringing the HPV thing back into this, this whole thing is a gray area. We've been primed over the last, what, six, eight years plus? I'd, I'd, I'd personally say since the Smith-Munt Act was overturned and, uh, and there was the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of, what was that, 2011 or 2012, where you could then begin to use propaganda on the American population again from that day forward over the past decade leading up into the past couple years here as well. We're, we are being primed and pitted against each other. To, to continually battle each other. Their gray areas don't exist like they used to. You can't have a great discussion about cultural differences anymore. Either you're racist or you're not. You can't have a good discussion about exemptions or, or equal and fair opportunity in certain directions. In other directions, you can. In other directions, you can't. Because you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. Putting us all against each other. So much of this is more gray area that encompasses and and includes so many more different perspectives and thoughts. And when we think about mandating HPV vaccines for kids and you think about the lawsuits that are out there and the way that it's, 
you know, there's been negative effects on young women that have taken the vaccine or been force mandated to, or the parents have gotten it for them, and it's done bad things for their reproductive systems, et cetera. There's, from a, even a women's rights perspective, there's there's a lot that's on the table. This is all big money at the end of the day. Now, look, I know we're on the backside of a pandemic, the backside of a lot of very bad things going on. I'm just saying as a population, though, we there should still be an open room for discussion and not just pitting one thing against each other. I get the mandate. I get the fact that employers are looking to do what's right for their bottom dollar. I also understand that they're doing what they can to to bolster unemployment benefits at the same time. So when the employers let you go, you're going to be taken care of for an extra long period of time. And I do also understand that the landscape of the uh, workforce is changing and that you might find other jobs and opportunities out there. Granted, you might not be making the same amount of money. It might even be less money. Who knows? But there's opportunities. You could transition Mm -hmm. to other industries. You could do this, that, or the other. It's on you to pick a new path. Okay, got it. You're putting a lot on people over these past couple of years. Let's hone in on the gray area. Let's have let's have a moment of compassion. And 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 I get it. I get it. Mandate, mandate, mandate. Gotta do it by this date. There's also I I don't know. I think there's other areas of discussion that could be considered because this is a broad brush that's gonna hurt a lot of people at the end of the day. It really is. We're in the middle of it right now. We are. And I don't disagree with with what you're saying, man. You because, hate everything I'm saying. Well, you look at me with <laughs> anger in your eyes. You're like, no, no. I'm going to take out my socialist lenses. pen okay. and attack you. I'm like, Ricky, put it away. That pen that I stole from you. But you see, look. though, the people try, even if they're listeners to the program, they may hear you say something one time and then they put you in a bucket or bin and they classify you as something. They may hear me say something one time and put me in another mm-hmm. position. They hear the two of us on this program and they think that we're butting heads and we're about to kill each other and that we when, don't get along. And that's not the case. That's but not this the is, case at all. But this is what, this is what people missing. are being conditioned to think and believe in every scenario and situation. Is it you versus the employer? Is it you versus the employer? Is it you and the employer versus the government? Is it you and the employer and the government versus the aliens? Like, I don't know anymore, man, you know? Me, but everyone wants this, the two sides of the coin to fight. It's crazy. Okay, so who who is that who is that entity? What is that entity that you feel is pitting people together? Is it the government? Is it political figures or is it people that go on social media that are really charismatic? They really have this grandest idea about what should happen and that manifests on its own. What I'm bringing up here is at the end of the day, when there's something that's really driving like that, if you're uh-huh. a media influencer and you're out there and you've got those hundreds and thousands of, of likes within minutes and millions Lambo. of people are following you and now you're, oh, you're on the beach. Oh, you're out in L.A. Oh, you're out here. Oh, this is what I'm wearing today. You need to buy it, too. You didn't just randomly come across something that you're like, you know what? This is really cool. People need to buy the scarf. No. People are paying you to like promote that scarf. People are paying you to do things. Follow the money is all I'm saying at the end of the day, man. I, I don't know. I get it. I don't know. No, 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 no. I get it. I get, but, but, bro, we organizations, have no, people haven't been able to have this kind of conversation for years. They haven't. The only difference with 30 years ago and now is that these conversations, these opposing views are out there in front of everybody because of technology, because of social media. People's mindset hasn't changed. How we communicate our mindset, 
how we project who we are and our thought process into the world, that has changed. So what we're seeing right now is it's when people cannot come are into a room. Are you blaming Facebook? I'm not blaming Facebook. You're blaming, I'm blaming Facebook. People's, no, listen oh to me. Listen God. to me. Here's what I'm blaming. I am blaming the lack of 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 willingness to talk about religion, the lack of willingness to talk about politics, the lack and willingness to talk about all these sensitive topics. People not wanting to talk about those things has gotten us to where we are right now. We have not had, well, I have, you have, but other people have not had the opportunity to have these conversations in a civil manner where we can fully understand the other person's point of view. We haven't, right? And that's what we're seeing right now. You're seeing a lot, a lot of people who don't know how to deal with those emotions, who don't know how to deal with those, those uh, trying to understand those different points of view. But you're right. People see us right now and they're like, holy crap, they're in each other. No, we're not, dude. We've had worse conversations off the air <laughs> about other things than what we're doing right now. But that's what's missing. And that's why, and JC, you know this, in HR Florida a couple of years ago, last year actually, no, two years ago, I in my presentation in front of 300 people, I, I proposed the idea, if you want a workforce that is able to communicate with each other impactfully, then you've got to give them the opportunity to talk about sensitive subjects, religion, politics. And now what we're talking about, mandates. You've got to give them that opportunity, but you have to be able to, to manage those conversations. That way it doesn't get out of hand. And you give people the opportunity to work out those kinks on how they deal with opposing points of views. And some people were like, hell no. And other people were like, hell yeah. And it's working. I've done it in my job. My previous job for seven years. It worked beautifully. Yeah, dude. Current events continue. One hour, 25 minutes into the program. This next article is from Fool.com. Americans are quitting their jobs at record numbers. We're going to hit these next few pretty quick and kind of wrap up quick here, too. Uh, just a real quick glance on these. This was written by Dana George. Uh, at the end of the day, a lot of people are leaving their jobs. Great, great article there. Um, awesome. Your next... No, <laughs> Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I mean, she basically says uh, that uh, 4.3 million workers quit their jobs, according to the U.S. Labor Department, for what um, may be the first time in American history workers have discovered that they have leverage. Uh, so who's leaving? 892,000 worked in the food service and accommodation industries. 721,000 retail workers hit the bricks. 534,000 healthcare and social assistance employees wave goodbye. And these can all be high-stress positions since each deals with the public that seems the pandemic and era, etc., uh, are, are taking hold. So why are people leaving? Economists say that workers, especially low-wage workers, are just sick of not being paid a lot of money. And they're sick of it all and prices keep going up. So uh, bars, restaurants, restaurant managers, $15 an hour, hit things for the first time. In addition, businesses like Best Buy, CVS, Walgreens, Cigna, Disney World, Costco, and Amazon each pay the hourly wage of at least $15 an hour. Bank of America raised its minimum wage from 17 to $20 an hour. And uh, Target, Walmart, Amazon have sweetened the pot by offering free college tuition to employees. At the same time, the cost of milk is now $17 an hour and gas costs $8 <laughs> an hour in California. Please Dude, feel free to stop by McDonald's for your uh, number two combo, $45, please. Ricky Baez, back to you. I I love what's happening right now. What? I love what's happening right now. No, listen to me. Listen to me. I do not like the government stepping in. I'll tell you what. We got saying, 10 minutes left. How about that? Well, we no, 10 minutes left. Then we got to go. We got to go. Listen, dude. Listen. I, I do not like the government stepping in to say, to say that, all right, the, 
the pay rate needs to be this. And I don't like employees walking into an employer's office and say, hey, I want you to pay me more just because. But what I love to see is when the market dictates who gets paid what. So that's what's happening right now. People are leaving in droves. They're being pissed off, and they're saying, later, and that forces organizations. The market is forcing organizations. Well, it might, might have employee, to be something with the, the fact the that you spent $150,000 on your degree, and now all you could do is get a job at $20 an hour because maybe some of the people that should have retired 10 years ago are still in the workforce. Then do something oh. else with your degree. <laughs> I mean, do something else with it. Do other That's things. That's not my fault. <laughs> do other things. Time to go work at McDonald's for $31 an hour like that traffic. Uh, if you would have done that earlier, that degree would have been free. Boom. That's right, actually. <laughs> That's right. Uh, from nope. ProgrammingInsider.com, PI.com, how to establish a flexible workplace culture. Maybe not PI.com, just ProgrammingInsider.com. I have no idea where, where PI.com goes. Don't go there. I haven't tried that website. Uh, The importance of flexibility in the workplace. This was written by Mark Berman on October uh, 23rd. Uh, Mark with a C. Mark Ah, Berman. Mark with a C. Very good writer. Very good guy, too. Very, very nice man. Um, You're talking about better buy-in all the way around. Lower burnouts, optimizing productivity, improving talent management. Three tips for making the workplace more flexible. Encourage your flexible scheduling. Embrace remote technologies and eliminate distractions at the end of the day. You know, a lot of excessive meetings, they're a very great example. You know, if employees are required to attend 10 or 15 meetings every single week, it's very difficult for them to be as flexible or productive as they need to be. So the schedules are essentially held hostage by reducing the number of meetings. You can very easily free up the availability so that employees could attend and and take care of tasks and, and do other things. So just basically put, he's saying, put it all together. As a business owner and manager, it can be difficult to give up some of the control that you're obsessing over. Let go. Let it go. Just let it go, JC. Cue up the Frozen song. Let's get that bill from Disney. You don't want me to sing that. <laughs> we will lose listeners left and right. Tech Crunch. <laughs> employees are designing the workplace of the future. Written by Anna Marie Beretta Frank. Anna Marie Frank. On the uh, Twitter, uh, Anna Marie, Frank. Um, Are we going to talk about the biggest story of the century? Just real quick, let me get this one out it. there, and then go it's ahead. over to you. Um, why did we go to the office is her big question, and she's saying it's not rhetorical anymore. Do we go there to be around other people and work collaboratively? Do we go because it's a dedicated location that allows us to focus on our work in a unique way? Do we go because we deliver it's uh, – do we go because we believe it's necessary to be seen? Or do we go just because we're supposed to, because it's what we've always done? And then uh, they state here at SAP it's more important not only that we find answers to the questions, but that our employees play a role in answering them and building the hybrid workplace of the future. The fact that they uh, they wrote that out there is pretty interesting, right? So getting to work, what other employees have to say, peer-to-peer learning is uh, very good. It's a very good thing. Uh, collaboration, if COVID permits it, collaborate with others. Build your community and, and intention. A lot of people told us that they simply missed their office routine. You know, the golden retriever hair in the salsa dip that Nancy might bring in, right? <laughs> so early lessons from uh, their pilot programs out there. Uh, They found 80% of employees want a mix of home and office work in the future. They also discovered 80% intend to live very close to the office, and they plan to come in all the time. (laughs) 
I think these results are skewed by the employer. That's fine, though. You think? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, it further says that uh, everything the employer tells me is right. I will get a mandated vaccine. I believe in them. They're the greatest. So this article is not skewed, clearly. Um, yeah. That's not. No, that wasn't part of it. Wasn't part of the clearly. article, though. Wasn't part of the article. So uh, she's basically, though, saying that uh, in 2020, we all managed to hit a pause and fast forward on our work realities. A contradiction many of us are still learning to manage and operate within. Moving into 2022, what they're hoping to find with some of these flexible programs is expanded flexible work policies, giving regions around the world a baseline to determine what works best for them. So that if you are in a popka and you don't want to leave the house, you don't have to. <laughs> Ricky Baez, back to you. Why a popka? Why I got to be a APK? I love me a popka. For those of you who don't know, it's an amazing city here in North Orlando. It is, um, though. You used to live there. It was a very beautiful spot. You took me there. I, I love it there, man. It's st- stop Isn't a popka, about a popka the one with the big oranges on that one main road? Like the buildings, they're shaped like oranges off the main drag? Like, I'm sure they're everywhere. It was just yeah, a place. Are, I'm trying to think. It was a place where, good. yeah, it was like oranges. Florida. Well, I mean, oranges. It's Florida. I mean, everything is orange here. Florida. Um, no, look, it, it's so I've said this on the show a bunch of times, right? That business leaders need to give people the flexibility to either come to the office or go home. I mean, again, some people are forcing people to come back. Some organizations are forcing people to come back in. I think that's a mistake, but that's on them. If they want to do that, they're going to lose a lot of people. And they are. Because I'm, I'm in the recruiting space as well, and I see a lot of people that are leaving organizations because they're being forced to go back into the office. So at some point, the uh, the, um, the the business leaders are going to learn that lesson the hard way. But it's on them. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. <laughs> go ahead. It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories here on the HR Talk Podcast, the way that we wrap every single program up. 318 versions of this so far, and only a few times have we ever strayed to other cities, states, and, and even countries at times. But, boy, like a boomerang, Florida just brings us right back on in. This first one's coming to us here, and it's actually going to be our only one today. This is from... Fox 35 in Orlando. This was put together by the Fox 35 news staff. Unfortunately, a Florida man did uh, kill his neighbor whose cat had wandered onto property, according to deputies. Ricky, have you heard about this one? I don't your audio cut out or something. I don't know. But look, uh, oh, I'm ma- sorry. Oh, there you are. Hey, man. <laughs> I got, actually, no, we so we actually have a video clip on this, this oh. is from Fox 35 Orlando.com. Check this out. Go ahead. A man is accused of killing his neighbor over a cat. As Fox 35's Matt Treza explains, the Marion County man is no stranger to law enforcement. Deputies say this is where the argument happened between James Taylor Jr. and neighbor Clifton Bliss. They say Bliss walked over with a 22 caliber rifle. They got into an argument over the cat and they say Bliss shot Taylor. The sheriff's office report states that Bliss was the neighborhood troublemaker. Neighbors said Bliss would often get into arguments with other neighbors, and he was always armed. They say in the months leading up to the shooting, he'd gotten in several fights with neighbors over their pets and animals. Deputies say there are better ways this should have been handled. Neighbor disputes are fairly common. We live in close proximity to others. These things are going to happen. Handle it the right way. Give us a call. Let us handle that. There's animal services if it's an animal complaint. 
we can contact them. We can bring them in on the on the dispute. Bliss is now being held without bond at the Marion County Jail. The cat is home with the victim's family. In Umatilla, Matt Treza, Fox 35 News. Now, the owner of the cat, James Arlen Taylor Jr., 41 years old, reportedly asked Bliss not to shoot the cat. That's when Mr. Bliss shot Taylor, according to the deputies. Witnesses who were driving by the scene said they saw the victim on the ground. They asked him, are you okay? He replied, no, I'm dying. End quote. Deputies say Taylor later died. The arrest report states that Mr. Bliss was the neighborhood troublemaker, as stated in the clip right there. Deputies say that there are other ways Mr. Bliss could have handled this. Um, Bliss is is continuing to be held in the Marion County Jail with no bond. And it's going to be. Uh, wow, that's Brother. that's messed up, Rick. Those are not real quotes. Are those real quotes? It's real quotes. It's in the are, are it's in the article quotes? written by the news oh staff on Fox thirty five Orlando. So uh, feel free to stop by, check that out. Very very unfortunate. I'm waiting for Peter to put a statement out there and be like, as long as the cat's okay, <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for right now. But that's a messed up story. But if you look at the picture of the guy, look, I'm not one to say, yeah, that's somebody that looks like they would do that. But man, a picture of this guy really looks like there he will do something crazy over something really, really small. What the heck was that? Oh, it's the train whistle, the Bills whistle. Oh, it's ready. It's about that time. If you've ever been to Ralph Wilson Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, you know when that whistle sounds, amazing things happen. On our end here, that whistle sound is now indicating the end of the program. Ricky Baez, over to you for your final thoughts, please. First of all, I cannot wait to get back to Buffalo and cash a Bills game. I thought it wasn't called Ralph Wilson Stadium anymore. I thought it was called something else. Ah, you're right. Okay, Ridge Stadium, Ralph Wilson Stadium, New Era Stadium, whatever the freaking name of the stadium the is. They change the name like yeah. every six months up here. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, look. Um, yeah, so... Um, it was funny. I, it, it used to be called New Era Stadium. They called it the Cap, right? and the New Era got in trouble because they had child labor making their hats. So then they farmed all the work out to someone else who makes the stuff in Philippines from other child labor sources. And now it's cool. So it's all good. Whatever, man. I mean, the <laughs> whole thing. The, the entire thing's a dramatic series of events. Yeah. I mean, they were shutting down businesses here. It's a whole thing. We, we could talk about that another time. These okay. are your final thoughts. Get it out. Get it out. My final thoughts, folks, if you run an office, if you have people with different points of view at the office. Okay, that's the end of your time. Wrong answer. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, no. You give them the opportunity. Give them the opportunity to express those views. Give them the opportunity to express other points of views. And instead of trying to shut down that point of view, try to understand it. Try to understand it. Yes, show your point of view, but have engaging conversation. JC and I do it. He does it over where he's at in Buffalo. I do it here in Orlando. If we start moving more of those, uh, doing more of those folks, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. We're going to have a future where people are able to have enlightening discussions and not get personal. All right. uh, Up on the board, a future where discussions will never be personable. Oh, Ricky, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So close. So close. Yeah, survey yeah, yeah. Whatever, said. Dude. Survey said. <laughs> Anything else? What were your final thoughts? No, oh, that's it. That yeah, my final thoughts. It's been a, a sh- <laughs> it's been a hell of a show today. Quite the wild ride. We didn't even get into what we wanted to, and uh, one hour thirty nine minutes later, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking with us today. On behalf of Ricky Baez, Baezco Learning, or Baezco Learning dot or what's a, what's your website name again? 
Biasco.com or HRTalkPodcast.com. That's right. That's Stop by are. there for your favorite Ben Shapiro clips and other things <laughs> that you can find. <laughs> Socialist Ricky. Gotta love that guy. Gotta love that's that guy. That's gonna stick, right? That's right. gonna stick. Yeah, well, that, that's why I'm gonna get you to play more conservative clips, and we'll let you fight yourself then. We'll let you there debate you yourself on air. We'll leave it at that then. Hey, uh, work. I'm JC. It's been fun. Maybe not on air today, but it's it's th- th- this oh, whole ride's on. been fun. You know, it's been a good time. <laughs> great to be back. Let me tell you, you be beautiful back. people out there. I miss every single one of you. Very good to see you. Hey, we've got some big announcements. Going to be heading back down to the Central Florida area in uh, in the coming months. Dates to be revealed and determined. Going to be heading back down to MC some amazing conferences in the very near future. Should you desire to have this amazing voice be the MC of your event. Feel free to reach out. More than happy to accommodate and do what we can. And if you need uh, half-rate HR services, stop by. What's your website? Again. Biasco.com. Yeah. He can do Did stuff. Did you just say half-rate HR services? He can do stuff with things. He can do stuff with things yes. for you. Feel free to stop by. All the jokes keep the show rolling. Drive safe, everyone. Have a good night. People don't know this. But JC recently started cooking with sofrito. <laughs> and I don't What, what so so what happened there is it like is it the purge i mean that's what it sounded like